0: Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Chat Shit, Get Fit. I won't expect too much from us this week uh, in terms of podcasting, as we have absolutely no idea what we're doing. But join us for a brief intro into who we are. Uh, we're going to have a sort of overarching focus on the impacts of COVID-19, where for one of us, it's been a pretty emotional journey. So I hope you enjoy this very first episode. Let's get into it. Hey guys, episode one, here we are. Chat shit, get fit. What's <laughs> happening?
1: Not much, how are you doing?
0: I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. Um, I mean, we're here, aren't we, episode one? I mean, we've been talking about it for quite a while. I mean, me and Tom especially. Um, mm. Me and Tom have been talking about getting working together for quite a while, haven't we? I mean, if it was through YouTube, podcast, physical, working together. Obviously we can't physically work with each other at the moment, but...
2: Mm. Just couldn't be bothered before, basically. But now there's no excuse. <laughs> yeah. Me and
0: Andy... Obviously, he's been you've been doing my training for quite a while.
2: I think nearly a year now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, nearly, nearly a year. I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think it made it made sense for us to to get you involved in this podcast.
1: Oh, definitely. I'm glad
0: you're, gl- you're, th- you're not just the third wheel.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, it'll be the beginning of uh, many others joining us every now and again. Oh, definitely. Yeah, hopefully. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, hopefully, we get some more get some more guests on. So
2: I'm still trying to get through to like you know people like um, Robert De Niro, the Queen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was others. looking at
1: Kim Kardashian. She's a, a good, iconic figure I was looking at.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've actually played swim ball with uh, Kim before. So, yeah. you know, obviously I've still got a number somewhere.
0: Moving on, the podcast is not going to be about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> what is the podcast <laughs> going to be about, guys?
1: <laughs> Chatting shit and getting fit.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what it is, isn't it? We're gonna, we're going to talk, talk about fitness, really, aren't we? Yeah. Kind of what's well, at the uh, moment, you know, kind of hot topics.
2: Probably the elephant in the room, the one thing that's uh, affecting everyone's businesses and with that, especially in the fitness industry at the moment, and that is the big C, uh, and that is COVID, COVID-19.
0: Yeah, COVID. I mean, obviously this episode, kind of an introduction, we're kind of just going to go into about our backgrounds, who we are, with an overarching theme of COVID and how it's affected us all individually and the industry as a whole. So, I mean, kind of get into our stories, but there'll be a bit of information about how it's impacted the over- the overall industry and not just us individually. All right, let's get into it then. Um, we'll, start, we'll start with you, Andy, mate. If you want to introduce yourself, kind of give us a little background of how you got into fitness. Uh, we'll get to how you are today.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Um, for everyone that's listening out there, I'm Andy. Um, I'm old. I'm 32. <laughs> um, so my, I've always, like, I take it, we're, we're all army, ex-army, whatever uh, now. but uh, So we've always had that sort of feel of uh, being fit. I used to be a like, mad runner before I got into sort of the stuff I do now. Um, Yeah, I got injured, so I weren't weren't able to do anything. A mate of mine dragged me into sort of, not CrossFit as such, we just started throwing stuff together that I was was able to do. Um, Little bits and bobs here and there. And then uh, when I was out with the Americans, uh, I met this amazing guy, Sam Major of the Marines, like the US Marines, and he, like, working with him for, like, three or four months, we started doing CrossFit, and uh, he was, he he loved it, you know. He was, what people talk about is everything that is CrossFit, you know, like, in, like, community, all that sort of stuff. This was him. This was one guy all wrapped up in a bundle. And I was just like, I'm in. Let's go. I'm sold, you know. Uh, so I started doing that, 2017. Come back, hit the PTI course, the physical training uh, instructor's course with the Army. Did my CrossFit level one. Um, and then ever since that, it's just been more and more and more, you know. So I've done a strength and conditioning course, uh, a British weightlifting course, and then my personal training course just to finish off. Uh, end of 2019, I ended my relationship with the British Army. Um, I've always wanted to open a gym, especially um, when I sort of fell in love with uh, CrossFit and sort of stuff. Um, I thought it was just the, the next step that was available, you know, it's sort of the stepping stones in life. uh my wife's Polish so we decided to move back to Poland and uh that all went fine, smooth sailing, everything was great, you know. Um my old boss he couldn't help me out any more than he did. So he made the army life to civilian life really easy, so uh, got a lot of love for that. And uh and then COVID tipped up. <laughs> um that's where all goes wrong, isn't it? Really, yeah. Really, really well, yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Great story until COVID turns up. Um. So, I rented, uh, uh I rented out a hall, uh, two hundred meters squared. It was a bit bigger than I originally wanted, but do you know when you just see a building, you know it's location's great, everything's great. You like, yeah this, th- yeah. yeah, this was it. It was. It was like a little bit out of my budget, but I was like, this is it. This is perfect. Um. So me and my father-in-law, we had to build toilets. We had to build the showers. Um. Because Poland's got sort of a weird, weird system of doing things. Uh, but I'll come on to that in a little bit. So we built um, we built the showers, built the built the changing rooms, built the toilets, everything. Um, managed to get it open. And I mean, we were pushing, pushing, pushing. My father and I was like, don't rush this. It needs to be crisp. And I'm like, like you know, like eager beaver sort of type. So take his advice. We, we, we get it like nipped. Everything's painted. Everything's lush. Get all the kit and equipment in. Uh, opened up. Looking really well, you know what I mean? First week, no one's coming in, and then, uh, which was expected, uh, because no one knows who we are, did all our um, advertising, stuff like that, people start ringing, people start coming in, I think I had about four or five people turn up um, for individual lessons, I was, like, it was buzzing, I was really happy. Week and a half in, and the government told us all gyms had to be shut. (laughs) I was just like, no... Spent two months, spent two months, sort of sat on the fence. It was originally two weeks. In Poland it was gonna be closed for. And then just two weeks turned into four, to six, to eight, and then it was just we're not we don't know when we're gonna when we're gonna reopen. I mean, when
0: you were talking to me about it, you were saying they were talking about October, weren't they, before they were gonna reopen. And you were well, talking to me about your financial situation, and you had a bit of money to last that a little bit. But when they said October, I mean that's just too too long, isn't it, for for your savings?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I only had a set amount of money, you know, and I didn't, what I didn't want to do is use everything that I had and potentially get into like, like the world's amount of debt as well, you know, and uh, and I think there's a lot of people out there sort of in the same boat as me there, well, they were, um, I'm in an hour in whether, do I take that plunge and get into loads of debt or do I have to take it on the chin and sort of cancel what I was doing and regroup, you know, so, me and the wife decided that we weren't we weren't going to plunge into a world worth of debt. Um, we moved back to the UK and uh, we've had to put the gym on hold, you know. So, it's just a case of uh, what, what there's... I mean, it's just, there was- it's
0: just mad, isn't it? You had, you had the high of sort of like a dream almost of you know, opening your whole gym, getting it all up and running. And then oh, within, what, a couple of weeks, it's just crashed down straight away. You've had to sort of rebuild, yeah, reevaluate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not even like... It, w- it was there. I, I had it, you know. I, uh, for the first week and a half, I was... Up at five, in at six, shut at nine, home at ten. and and that was it. You know, the kids were coming down. The wife was coming down. we were we were a unit. it was amazing. And yeah, and it all just got like swiped under my feet. And because I was so new um of a business, there was there was no help from the government, you know that and I, I, rightly so, you you know, they can't just help every single person with as much as they needed. I had no background, no nothing, you know, what I mean, I hadn't paid any taxes because I was new to the country. I was just some some guy, and uh, yeah. So there was the no to very little help at that at that time. Um, still had rent to pay, still had the uh, the unit to pay. So yeah, we decided to take the take the hit, get rid of everything, uh, move back to the UK. Everyone's downscaling. Everyone's
0: that's what back. makes it so difficult, isn't it? I mean, obviously, as well. Another thing that you were working on before you even moved to Poland was the the programming. Yeah, programming. Force. Put- obviously, that's had to basically because of the legal implications in Poland, you've had to close that down.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's gone. Um, blunt Force pro, uh, Blunt Force Performance. Yeah, it's basically end of now. So we don't we don't do anything to do with that anymore. Um, the program's pretty much dead as it is. Um, we'll talk
2: about that later on. Uh, but yeah, uh, gone. Yeah. So just to go back a step, Andy, uh, Blunt Force Programming was originally your business that was started in the UK.
1: Yeah. So um, I got into. I was programmed by uh, Ben Gilmore uh, for about six to eight months. Um, oh, okay.
2: He's part of the BoxWorks crew now, I think, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. uh, the
1: guys from there, yeah. Amazing coach. He was an mm. uh, amazing programmer. He was really good. Um, But I want to, I, so the idea is, so I sort of stepped aside of that because I was moving anyway and um, like the whole, like Poland, I had a year, year before I was even thinking of going, I knew I was going. Um. So we, yeah, so I basically decided that I need to start programming you know and with like at work and that I was doing um, lessons and I was giving people programs for free just seeing how they get on and that Um, and I feel like I really really got into the programming sort of side of stuff I really enjoyed it you know I I benefited from it look know, classes well Bill you were there you know we had ample amount of people it was wasn't it there
0: was loads of us there just throwing down pretty much every evening wasn't it and then yeah obviously that's how i got into the program anyway just from working with you and then i was like right let's get me on this program
1: yeah so i was really really lucky to have that sort of i think at one point we had about 40 people uh near enough every night coming down slinging tin Jeez. really hitting it hard you know and and i'm absolutely grateful for that and that that really sort of set in stone what I what I wanted to do with the rest of my career, you know. Like I was
2: like, I need to be doing this, you know. So just to understand like the implications of this, it's not like you just randomly moved from the country to start a new business. It was a business you already owned that seemed to be going successful, but it was when you took it to another country that things just obviously completely out of your hands. But yeah, just so people understand that it's not like you just decided to start a business in a different country. It's that you took one that was already thriving. And it was killed off anyway, which is even worse, is because it was a, you know, it was something he was already nurturing. You know, it wasn't like a split second decision. I mean, that's just bloody awful.
1: Yeah, um, it was way out of our control, way out of our hands. You know, it was overnight, everything's gone, and I don't think I'm the only person that felt it. You know, we, uh, that's one of the reasons we're all doing this is to say, oh, say yeah. like how how it's implicated uh, on all of us.
0: Well, yeah, just talk talk about that. You saying you're not the only one. Um... When I was doing a bit of research on this. The fitness sector, just in the UK, obviously, so not obviously in Poland and stuff. Ninety-five mm. percent have suffered a financial loss, just just from just from the, in the fitness industry. That's ninety-five. I mean, that's 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 pretty much nearly hundred percent of people have made I'm a loss
1: on, from the fitness in industry. That bracket. <laughs> as soon as you close the gym, uh, everyone's out of work. And I know, like my programming, what I was doing before, um, people were. Oh, it's, it, it's shit to say, isn't it? At the end of the day, people. Uh, looking to save money where they can wherever they can you know and people's health is one of the first things that gets affected you know it's like oh i'm not going to do that anymore i'm just going to just quite, cut quite it ironic
0: really isn't it when it's like a health pandemic where being healthy being a healthy fit individual is going to help fight often things like viruses but then people automatically think oh you know what fuck this i don't, I don't need this i don't yeah. need this in my life i don't, I don't need that. to work on my fitness
1: yeah so that gym membership gone you know and it, it, it's these, these things you know um people don't and don't want to pay for it. So And I I don't, I don't blame them. You know, if uh, I would be looking to save money, it, it, my gym membership would be the first thing that's gone. You know, it it always was, especially before the army. I've always been lucky to have a free gym to use. Like looking, looking at it now, so if I was to ever own a gym, um, like go to a gym and they were like, yeah, that's 30 pound a month. I think I'd fall over, you know? So I could, I could see why
2: people are saving. It's a catch-22 situation because obviously people are financially strapped at the moment. In fact, that's a massive fucking understatement, um, speaking personally. But um, at the same time, it's one of those things where we know the benefits of of exercise on our immune system, especially during COVID. But then once again, it's a catch-22 times two because, okay, we might not have the money to afford gym equipment, to afford programs, Uh, to afford the gym which to be fair doesn't really matter at the moment since they're all closed however we have access to greenery parks the road so we can actually go outside and exercise but once again as i said catch 22 you're at risk of catching covid if you actually go outside especially when you have people that are flouting social distancing rules etc so even though the government has let's be honest you know elephant in the room uh, the guidelines haven't exactly been 100% clear. I mean, from day one, <clears throat> uh, what I understood was you could go outside to exercise for an hour, but at the same time, you have people being arrested in parks. So it's there's a lot of misinformation going about, a lot of umanarin from our, uh, you know, our own head sheds. So it's one of those things where, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But now that guidelines have kind of eased a bit, and we we have been basically told that we are allowed out, etc. You know, we can do exercise. That's cost-effective. We can go out, but it's one of those things where people understand that it can just be as simple as something like a long walk and something you can include your family in. yeah and- Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's it, isn't it? I mean, look, look at what's his—is uh, it Joe Wicks? His name is that. Yeah. Is that his name? Is it? He's absolutely taken off, isn't he? Just by him dancing around his living room for twenty minutes every day. Yeah, not And I mean, he, he's he's flyer, well, isn't he? So
1: yeah, but that's an, that's, an, uh, that's another. Uh, I I appreciate what he does. You know, he's getting people off the sofa. He's getting them moving. I I get that, but. What he's also doing is, is because he's not, I don't want to sound like a, I don't know how to how to put it, you know. What Safety's off, Bandy. He's basically giving it for free, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's putting all the people that that use this to earn money, to make a living, to, to their way of life, you know, the experts in this. And what he's done is he's danced around his living room for 20, 30 minutes. getting I people. Mean, it's all very of... generic, isn't
0: it? As you said, it's him there's no specific sort of programming to it. You know, people are doing it and there's no, they're not really, there's no goals. There's no, there's no way you can measure their performance if they're actually improving or not. They're literally just bouncing around in the room for 20 minutes thinking, yeah, I'm doing great. And they are thinking they're doing great. And then Mm -hmm. as you said, people
1: like yourself. And don't get me wrong at the start, they are, you know, they, they are doing great because they're going from nothing to something. But the problem is people, people aren't going out and wanting to know more, learning more and seeing how to progress better. You know, like I don't know, an eager, eager mind like myself. If I was doing something, I'd, I'd want to know why I'm doing it. You know what? What am I gonna do? How am I, how am I gonna get there? How am I gonna beat this? How am I gonna better myself? How, you know, there's always things asking the next, next question. And with his stuff that I've seen, he is moving people. Yeah, he are getting swayed, which is great. But what, what's the next step? What's the next step? But because he's giving it free, people are just, just happy with that. They're not happy. To go right, what's the next step? Let's move forward, right? I need to speak to someone who's actually got my health and my fitness at, at their front of um, their mind, you know.
0: If you're getting anything for three, there's no that there's no sort of incentive for them to to care as much. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, speaking of the training system, what what would you say? What's next for you, Andy? I mean, what in terms? Of, I mean, you and me are obviously working on something quite quite special, but we'll keep that yeah. we'll keep that on the lowdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. So me and you, we've got we've got something in the pipeline uh in the next few months. uh but to be totally honest with you, I think I'm gonna. I don't know. I I've, I'm gonna take a step back. I think um, we've got our thing going on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rush another gym or anything like that. I think what I need to do is get myself grounded, uh, get back into work, and just and just be able to build a solid foundation before I can I, I can push off to the next next level. Um, potentially maybe rejoining the army. Potentially shit working at Tesco's. You know what I mean? I need money in my pocket. I need money to survive. I need some money to look after a family. Where that comes from, not really fussed. But at this point in time, what I'm looking at, especially in the UK, is a lot of people downsizing their business. And you know that duty saying, isn't it? Like first in, uh, no, what is it? Last last in, first out. I what I can't be doing is going and getting a job and then a month later getting kicked out because they're downscaling or or going somewhere else and it becoming a part time or a zero contract, you know? So I've got to look, I've got to find something that's, that's solid. Um, and that's going to pay uh, pay a half decent wage for me to uh, to live and love my family, you know.
0: You know I mean, out of the three of us, I mean, it's probably it's hit you the hardest. so I mean, the fact that you've had to do a complete country move, um, you've literally been up on a massive high and then suddenly you come crashing down. You've had to literally reevaluate yeah. your entire working <laughs> working life relationship, really. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, there was. I'm not going to lie, there were some down days. I'm uh, I'm lucky to have a, a strong, powerful woman in my life um, that's carried me through them dark days, Um, yeah, uh, very high, very, like, I've made it, you know, this is the best thing ever, Um, I'm a businessman, it was amazing, all the way down to, I'm a complete failure, you know, Um, but I've had a lot of support around me, because their viewing and my viewing is, I I started, but I didn't get the chance, I didn't get the chance to fail, you know, Uh, it wasn't my fuck up, you know, I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance to, for people to hate me. I didn't have a chance for people to love me. I didn't have a chance to show my full capability. It was completely out of your control. Completely out of my control. You know, if this would have been a year later, I might have had the, the amount of people in my gym paying monthly where... I wouldn't I wouldn't have had to worry, you know? I could have been like the the other the other gyms around or the other boxes around here where it's just like, "Ah, oh, I'll do some online training. You all can get it, pay me monthly memberships. We'll be sound. We'll ride this out together." Woo. I didn't get that, you know? I didn't have a client base of 60, 70, 150 people to help me through this, you know?
2: Not that like I'm trying to like put any light on this because obviously it's a shit situation, but with the kind of um specificity that your gym had, it's like well, at least you didn't have all those like six grand machines, etc. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah, like, um, what would mate, you do with a... like
0: twenty-five Ryan machines? I mean, yeah. what are you doing?
2: <laughs> not even that, mate? Like a leg press or something along those lines? Yeah, I. It, it was able to wrap
1: up. You know, I was able to wrap it up uh, to about fifteen pallets in the end. If anything, yeah.
2: I think
0: positive, sorry, mate. If, if, if anything, positive, I mean, obviously, it's shit, it happened so soon on, but then, if anything, if it happened, if you were a little bit more into it, a bit more settled, and then it happened, and you started to close down and come back, that'd have been even more tragic, I think, wouldn't it, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, like you say, I, I didn't even get a chance to fully start, you know, I was on that high of, I'm a businessman, yeah, it all got swept away, yeah, I think it'd have been even more devastating if I was, if I felt like I was fully established, I'm, I'm, I'm a baller, I've got this good, this is this is buzzing and then it was taken away. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe there would have been a I can swing from the rafters, you know, maybe
0: buddy. I mean, you've, you've obviously been, you've been through the works, mate. Uh, and obviously yeah. you use a life experience.
1: And I'm, re- I'm just, found, uh, yeah, you guys chat. Through. I'm just going to go cry in the corner. All right. <laughs> Leave <laughs> the camera on though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, do you know what they say? If it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. Um, exactly, mate. Exactly. And lo- like I say, I've 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 got a solid um, solid family uh, unit around me, and they've 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 picked me up. and I I can't fault them for it. You know, uh, made me love them a lot more. My wife and children—they've always been there on a dark day. My brothers helped me out when he's when I've needed it. You know, so I can't, I can't really fault it. You
2: know. I mean, that's one. Um, I wanna, once again, I'm going back to the, trying to see the positive in things, but this whole situation has brought out the the whole, you know, being close to your family, having people there for you, showing support, etc. And it has made us realise that, you know, for a lot of us, we there is support. It's just we don't realise how much support we have from each other until the shit really hits the fan, like now. Oh. Oh 100%. I've um I could I can definitely vouch for what you're saying there. Um with
1: my wife, I I never knew she was as strong as she was until I was down in the gutters and there I didn't think there was another way out and she sort of pulled the the bootstraps up, you know? She was like, mm. "I'm doing this." And she sort of dragged me through. She sorted everything out. I got to give a I tip my hat to that young lady. So, and her parents, they've they've helped us out like massively, you know? Uh you are right. Your family are the true family are always going to be there when you need them.
0: Right, uh, Tom. Let's um, move on to you, mate. I mean, your your similar situation where you kind of had that that business there, yeah. and you've had to kind of do the same as Andy. Not obviously not to the same extent. You've had to leave the country, but you've um you've had to sort of close down overnight, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, to put it lightly, I'm I'm fucked, but I'm not Andy fucked. <laughs> so, you know, you know. If we're, if we're doing it on like a sliding scale, but um, Give yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, um. <laughs> yeah can do uh, yeah I mean um, so just to quickly uh, say my story so to, to sum it up I'm I'm basically a personal trainer not nothing too Gucci uh, I'm a full-time personal trainer um also a part-time soldier so yeah I'm a reservist um also known as a stab stupid TA bastard as we're sometimes known as but yeah I mean a full-time personal trainer um I originally went to college where I earned my level 2 fitness degree uh, which makes you basically a fitness instructor. Basically, you can you can teach classes. A uh, short time after, I went on to do my level three, which was my personal training course. Um, so yeah, basically a personal trainer. Uh, I do want to say, because one of the first things I want to get out there is that it's probably going to upset some people, but in order to become a fitness instructor or a personal trainer in the UK, the bar is set extremely fucking low. Anyone can become a personal trainer, Anyone can become a fitness instructor. Uh, It's a whole different ballgame when you go into strength and conditioning, etc. Mostly because you have to do a fair bit of practical as well as theory. Whereas with uh, what I had to do, it was basically... I've got my books around here somewhere. um, You know, this is a bicep. This is your quadricep. This is a calorie. And then they go on to say other things which have since been either disproven or like extremely blown out of proportion... So, for example, I've recently made the argument, <clears throat> and this is according to evidence that I've seen, that strength training amongst children is completely safe. However, I specifically remember when I did my Level 2 exam, that one of the answers to the question, what, is, uh, um, what happens, uh, sorry, fucking not what happens, but basically, strength training amongst children, what is one of the major risks? And the correct answer was damaging the growth plates, stunting their growth, which has since been... That's such an old age
0: myth, isn't it? That's yeah, ridiculous, isn't yeah, it? They're still pollux. teaching
2: it. I'm, I'm real. But yeah, basically, soon after, I went on to work in a commercial gym. Um, I'm not going to say any names because I'm going to end up probably slagging them off anyway, and I don't want to you know, be held liable <laughs> to anything I say. But yeah, I went on to work in a commercial gym, which basically, I'll be honest with you, I, I like what I do. But when I first started, I had a very romanticized idea about what personal training was and it's not glitz and it's not glamour. It's fucking hard work. It's not just going into the gym and teaching someone how to lift weights, etc. If you're doing your job properly, a lot of your work goes home. It goes to your desk, it goes to your laptop where you're programming, you're doing periodization, you're you're having to work around people whether they've had past um or current injuries you know have they, are they even in the right mindset to be doing what they're doing for example if i've had someone that's had a past eating disorder and they suddenly tell me they want to drop weight it's one of those things where i have to take it i have to take those factors on board but um yes yeah.
0: tom most of most of the industry 65 percent are self-employed so you're Effectively working alone, so you're thinking of all this work you've got to do. You know, in the gym, out of the gym, behind yeah. the scenes, it's all lo- a lot on your own. So, I mean, it's it's obviously there's not no glitzing glamour at all. It's oh, a big grind, yeah. really.
2: No, no, it's not. It is. A, it's. I mean, I enjoy what I'm doing, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot more to it than just turn up to the gym and showing how, someone how to do a bicep curl. Well, your
1: your hours are a, a lot different to most people's, aren't they? Because if you think eight till five, most people work. Well, you're not going to be working. You're going to be working from five till. 10, 5 till eleven, or like five in the morning till eight in the morning. You know, you got some dodgy hours. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, my availability—not uh, just when I was working at a commercial gym, but still now to this day, my availability is when my clients are available. Uh, so one of my most awkward days was I had a client that started at six a.m. and this was when I was—this was when I was working at a commercial gym. So I'd see him at six a.m. But then I might not have another client until two in the afternoon. So I didn't go home do whatever. Play a bit of Xbox, or whatever, you know, come back to the gym, see my client at two, head back home again because my next client isn't until eight in the evening. So, yeah, it was, it's very sporadic. It is very sporadic. But I mean, um, at the same time, it, it depends what kind of uh, scheme you're working at a gym. So, some gyms, well, I say some, most of them will charge you rent. So, what that means is you've got to pay the gym a certain amount a month. And that could be anywhere i've seen gyms charging between 300 to 800 a month so you know you've got to let that sink in you're paying out of your pocket 300 800 quid just to work in a gym on top of that you've got to make profits not just to cover the rent but also to cover the rent of your house to put food into your children you know all sorts to put food in your own mouth to live rent bills etc etc but then there's also other schemes where you will go and you'll do a shift pattern. So you'll do things like work the reception, clean the toilets if you have to, do some classes, do inductions. And that might be... uh, So some main chain gyms do like uh, 15-hour shifts a week, something along those lines, and you spread it out throughout the week, 15 hours. So you do that, you work for free, you ain't got to pay them any rent, and then you work your hours on top of that, which is the money you get from your clients. So, yeah, the fitness industry, is like, it's not a simple, sorry, not just the fitness industry, but, I mean, personal training in general, it's a very awkward thing. So, what I did at right, the right, end... I know
0: that you're, you're, sorry, mate, so you're now, obviously, your last time I spoke to you, you said you're working from your, your home gym, is it? You've got, like, a gym set up back and yours, yeah, and you're using that yeah. more primarily than going to a commercial gym? Uh,
2: well, what it was, was while I was working at the commercial gym, um, I started, uh, I, I started kitting up the summer house, we had a summer house. I started kicking up a foot with a power rack. I had a treadmill, which I've had, f- which is pretty much, uh, you know, it's probably older than you build a treadmill, like, a, <laughs> you know, uh, what, like what Andy has: power bags, battle ropes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, barbells, kettlebells, all the functional stuff, if you want to call it that, as well. But yeah, I mean, um, I got that mostly for my own personal use. And when I was using that, I actually thought to myself, "Do you know what? Everything I need to train myself or someone is in here." Why don't I just fuck the commercial gym off? That way, I've not got to worry about paying five hundred quid a month. Whatever I want to do, I could do. It means I ain't got to wear a shit uniform anymore. It means I ain't got to argue with the cleaner anymore, which did happen a lot. You know, I ain't got to deal with every other fucker queuing for the you know the, the squat rack, etc. I could make a. I could. Here's a thing as well. If you work in a shit gym and there's only one squat rack. And you've planned for your client that you want them to do a set of squats on that session, and you realize that there's a fucking queue of three people for that squat rack, that's your session down the gym. And then you look like a cunt waiting there going, oh, oh I've got, I've got um, I've, oh, uh, let's let's use the leg press instead. It's exactly the same when you know full well it isn't. <laughs> You're just looking for the next available equipment that isn't in use, hasn't got a five man queue for it. So in the end, I just thought, Joe, what? Well, fuck this off, handed in my notice. And ever since I've been, I've been training clients uh, down here summer house.
0: You'll probably rebound quite well from it when they, obviously, at the moment gyms are fully closed. But when they start relaxing, you know, social distance measures, you could probably start up a bit sooner than perhaps other personal trainers and gyms could do.
2: So you would think that, and originally I thought that as well. But here's the thing: the summer house isn't actually at my house. Now it's actually at my mum's house. Now she doesn't mind me. Um, she doesn't mind me working there as long as I, you know, throw her some money her way every now and again. But here's the thing: it's one of those things where some of my family members that live in that household are immune compromised, so I can't really risk bringing people back to the house back and forth. Here's the thing: technically, I could go there right now and use the barbell. I've not touched a barbell in about two months since this all happened simply because I can't risk going there and getting someone ill where it will affect them severely. Because here's the thing with the coronavirus that a lot of people still don't seem to understand, is that you don't have to have symptoms to be infected with it. So you get some yeah, called-
1: di- yeah, it's on di- different levels, isn't it? So I might have a cough, that's my symptoms. Bill could Bill could have nothing at all and that might be his symptoms, where you could be almost on your deathbed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre how this coronavirus works and a lot of people are, well, I get to their point now they're 50-60 days in they're getting
2: fucking threaders with it but you've got to start taking it seriously you know, sorry about sorry about jumping in there I'll, uh, No, will no, no. have it no <laughs> no no I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good good point and that is that a lot of people simply I mean the British in particular you know what we're like were saying well I don't feel well so I'm okay but that's not the case here's the thing if you get regular seasonal flu more times than not you, you fucking know when you've got it do you know what I mean maybe the day after or in three days time etc you know when you've got the flu because you're shitting out of every hole in your body (laughs) do you know what i mean but with this in particular there's a long incubation period so you could be infected with it and not show any symptoms until two weeks later by then you've completely forgotten that covid exists do you know what i mean so what you could then do is so me let's say i might be infected but i don't feel infected well i'm going to go down to the summer house and start training I go and use the door handle, open the door. I'm socially distancing, but I go and I uh, open the door handle, go into the gym, do my workout, come home. But I've then touched that door handle and say my mum, who might have asthma, goes and touches that door, touches her face. Suddenly she's infected with it. And because she's immunocompromised, She's going to get the symptoms and possibly much, much worse. So that's how it kind of works, and that's the. Well, this is the problem,
0: isn't it? With the with yeah. gyms, gyms are just—they're just going to th- or thrive in a gym environment, and I think that's what they're worried oh, about Oh, oh the God! Yeah,
2: Jesus Christ! Yeah. Especially, and to be
1: honest, the smaller the gym, the worse the problem. You know, like if you've got—yeah, that's my fear. If you, if you've got a small gym and people are constantly battling through it, you know, like we've all been there, where we've stood there for a set of dumbbells, and about fifteen people have gone and grabbed it within about thirty seconds, you know. Mm. it's the the health and fitness industry is god yeah i would i would like to say is there going to be one in six months time probably not mm. <laughs> that's just my that's my it's opinion tri- on it. it's a
0: tricky one isn't it because uh last year before this all kicked off it was um what was it in growth wise it was eight 87.2 to 94 billion so it went from 87.2 to 94 billion in terms of money that's how much it was worth and that was and then obviously covid happened and it's obviously gone Gone a bit wrong, but it's showing it, it was shown it was growing. So I mean there's no reason why it can't rebound back, but
1: No, but like with the personal training, um, did you find that it was absolutely saturated? Absolutely saturated. I, oh, I remember God, going, yeah. well my PT, on my PT course, there was there was like there was people that didn't have a clue what they were doing. Yeah. You know, scraping through and speaking to the instructors that were teaching us afterwards. Um no, lo and behold, both both of them ex army. They were saying that that they they they're too busy on these courses to even do personal training themselves because people are just hammering these level three courses, level two courses, thinking they're the absolute shit, you know. And I learn, I I'm no fucking gem at this, you know. I'm learning every day. We all are. That's that's what the the great thing about this industry is. You're always constantly learning. These people, and there are some of these people that just get their basic qual and they're quite happy to fucking ruin people's lives.
0: Just go to show, isn't it, qualifications, really? Do they actually mean much, to be honest? Because it, it doesn't seem like it, does it?
2: I mean, obviously, nah, I... you guys can't see this out of listening, but I'm shaking so vigorously, like my head, because I'm in such agreement. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. So first of all, in regards to person... So what we have to understand is that the fitness industry is segmented into all different sections. So you've got the crossfitters, you've got the strength and conditioning coaches, and you've got... The lowest of the low, which are the personal trainers like me. Um, and yeah, in <laughs> regards to personal trainers, it is an extremely oversaturated market. Extremely. And the dropout rate, I, I mean, I wish I had the numbers here for you, but the dropout rate for personal trainers is bloody high. As I said, um, you know, when I when I first got working at a commercial gym, um, the, rom- the romanticization of it soon disappeared. It soon disappeared. But yeah, I mean, as you just said, Andy, what happens is a lot of folk get lost in, uh, get, uh, lost in the books. And, you know, they come out thinking they're Billy really big bollocks. They know it all. But here's the thing. What you read in a textbook and then what you apply to practice is two completely different things. And I wish, I really wish I knew that when I first got into this game. Because what happened is, is I was one of those guys. On my course, we went into the gym maybe once, twice. And both times it was just to do something stupid, like get on a uh, you know a static bike, check out our heart uh, rates. Yeah, yeah, the heart rate test. The oh three god, levels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember that test. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when I did my personal uh, trainers course, because at first what I was just talking about was my fitness instructor course. When I did my personal trainer course, they stuck us on you know those uh, manual treadmills where they're like a, a crescent shape, and it basically it goes as fast as you go. Yeah, they stuck us on those and made us do the old uh, mile and a half run, which I fucking hate. Yeah, that was horrible. I was there, like, trying not to spew up in front of the girl next to me. Yeah, I've, nice. I've never really been into the old mile-and-a-half run. Ugh, fuck that. Rather tab.
0: It's gone, no, you're fine, it's gone, you're yeah. safe.
2: I know, thank fuck, that's why I rejoined. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, no, I mean, um, no, going back to that, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where knowing something is very different to putting into practice. So, and this is actually, so from what I'm about to say from here on is my opinion is my opinion only. But I have a feeling this is why a lot of personal trainers, you only ever do see them doing circus Gucci shit. Very rare outside of the strength and conditioning community will you see a personal trainer properly teaching someone how to do things like squats and deadlifts, etc. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen because it does happen, I've seen it, but it's it's not as, as common as it should be. Very rarely where you see people, um, sorry, see trainers teaching the main compound movements, and that's because it's it's quite technical stuff to do, and the books can't really teach you that. You can learn all about uh, various muscles. You can learn about the, you know, the pulmonary system, heart and lungs, cardiovascular. You can learn all sorts. You could even learn about how to periodize training, which once again, a lot of personal trainers don't do, but. When it comes to actually teaching people, it's a whole different ball game. And one thing I found out later on in my career was just how different people are. So you might have someone who can come into the gym and straight away they can pop a squat, no problem, with or without a barbell. But then I've had one client, and she's actually one of my pride and joys now, believe it or not. She first came to me and she was unable to even do a a box squat, a bodyweight box squat with any depth. She couldn't at all. Um, and it's just why these things where well, well, why? Why can not she do this? Just because she'd never done it before. So then it's no good me knowing about different muscles and how periodisation works if I can't teach someone just how to use their body. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's yeah. built differently as well.
0: well mate, you've obviously learnt a lot over your career. So I mean, oh, what, gotcha, what are you looking yeah. for next then? Obviously, once this is all blown over, you got anything in the pipeline or are you going to just sort of ramp it up and get straight back into it with your old clients? Or? <sighs> well,
2: that's a that's an interesting one because even though I've just slagged off commercial gyms, I actually had and passed an interview to go and work in a new commercial gym that's opened up next to me. Um, but obviously, ideas, no, Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be a long, long way to travel from Rice mate. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, now there's another commercial gym. I'm not going to mention their name um, just in case I don't like the idea of me slagging off commercial gyms. But um, And it's opened up next to a Nando's as well. So, you know, it's in Ooh, prime location. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you can imagine just like the amount of people using the whole "I need my protein" excuse yeah. to go and oh, smash right. a Nando's afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, I mean um, oh, yeah, I that obviously that that was that was way back in March that I had that interview. Um, I've not heard. I was actually going through the HR phase um, of actually you know getting the job before COVID hit the gym. In fact, the gym's ready and it's built. It was ready to open in April, so I would have been one of the very first PTs to work in that gym. Which is a massive benefit to me. Where it would have been a massive benefit to me? Well, one hundred percent. You'd have been the face. Yeah. you'd have been face of the gym. And you know? at the same time, I'd still be training down to somewhere else as well. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to to be honest with you. One of the reasons why I decided to give that job out was for my own benefit. The thing is, and this is another thing people don't realize is that work as a personal trainer could be a fucking lonely job. Yeah, you know, yeah, it could yeah. be a lonely job if you're working like a. It- before,
0: so many sixty-five percent self-employed. In the PT industry, I mean, that that is lonely, isn't it? That's more than half of the people in the industry are self-employed. So there's no sort of but support network thing. around them.
2: You could work in a commercial gym, hate it, but absolutely love the people. And that's one thing I did miss is that I used to meet all kinds of random people, uh, you know, just enjoy talking to them. And, you know, if you've got a CrossFit box, um, so, I mean, it's something you mentioned earlier, Andy, but you get that group mentality with CrossFitters, which is one of the reasons why I think it goes hand in hand with the military is you've got that feeling of brotherhood. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, you're in the hitling on the head there yeah. massively. And you've got that competitiveness as well. And here's the thing as well, is even though I've got my own, you know, little private studio with everything I need in there, barbells, plates, squat rack, etc., cable machines, I still go to a commercial gym anyway for myself, simply because it's you get a different vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. You, what quite, I find
2: yeah. as well is that it's very easy to slack when you're training just by yourself with no one around. Whereas if you go to a commercial I can back gym, i for that right now. God, yeah. If if you if you're on the bench press and you're flicking through your phones for your next song, suddenly you realise to yourself, oh fucking hell! Big Dave across the room is looking at me, and I need to sort my shit out here. I need to, I need to get going. Sometimes you know you can grind out that extra rep just because you know people around you. You know,
0: there's a reason people PB at competitions. You know what I mean? It's it's that. Oh extra yeah, motivation isn't it? The external motivation that some people some people do need.
2: I mean I mean technically it's, it's not really a PB if no one's there to witness it anyway.
1: Oh, well exactly so, yeah. Well how are you meant to get more Instagram followers if you're not fucking smashing out PBs?
2: You know? On oh, every yeah, isn't
0: it? No, one's, no one sees the times when you're launching skipping ropes across your garden, cause you can't do a double under, you know what I mean? No. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I can't get followers anyway because I'm shadow banned, but that's, that's a different discussion for a different episode. Uh, is that episode four? Episode <laughs> four. <laughs> yeah, Bill, let's hear about you. And Yeah, come on, Bill. You, you, you've dragged us all together. Let's hear it.
0: I've dragged you all together, right? Yeah, so me, I mean, I've, I've always had like sort of a, a slight interest in fitness to, initially. Um, I mean, Tom, you know me from back in the uh, entertainer days.
2: Oh, yeah. I I a, we weren't going to talk emotional.
0: about that, mate. <laughs> oh, no, we, we'll talk about it because that's where obviously... Obviously Not when I was cool. in the entertainer a toy shop, that's when I kind of decided I wanted to join the army. Um yeah. I mean you remember my days, don't you Tom? Sneaking away I to have a, a three pm three pm protein cookie. Oh yeah. Because I thought I need to have I need to have protein. Uh, I need to have protein <laughs> at this time and I was thinking, you know, I need to eat this amount of protein. I had no idea what I was doing, I'll be honest with you.
2: Um, no, none, none of us did, mate. None of. No us one did. does. No one does. No do it. I, I mean, I was in
0: the army and I was pretty fit, but I, I didn't really know what I was doing initially. I used to
2: be in the star from smashing peanut butter, thinking, "Oh, loads of protein!" And now I realise just how fucking stupid that was to think protein was heavily abundant in peanut butter. <laughs> And I wondered why I gained five kgs during my career there. <laughs>
0: the main macro of peanut butter, is it? Protein. But oh, no, no, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's what we started really, wasn't it? I mean, you, I used to talk about training a lot when back then yeah. when I was working there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to join the army. I'm going to be really fit. And I, I was quite fit when I got there, but I wasn't like super fit. And it was only until I sort of got more and more into um, into the army, I started to learn yeah. more about fitness. And then a few years in, I was introduced to CrossFit. Uh, that mm. kind of where it changed a bit more for me. Did a bit more research into it got a bit fit. I definitely got fitter from doing that. I'll tell you that for now. Um, and then that led on, cut out all the bulk in between. That led on to me doing the recently doing the PTI course. Um, where I've learned even more. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty much up to date. I mean, it's not COVID for me. Nothing. Hmm. <laughs> not impacted me at all. I'll be honest with you. I've been I've been pretty lucky. Obviously, in the, in the army, you still get paid.
2: Just a beard, back. mate. Uh, Just a beard. Has
0: yeah, been it's, got to to, Yeah, to get yeah to get to grow a beard and uh, grow grow hair. That's
2: yeah. pretty much it. Are you going to keep the moustache when you when you go back in? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. I, I think you
1: should. I think you should be held accountable for that thing that's on your face right now. Yeah, the old love handle. Well,
0: well yeah, you got you got you got you got to enjoy every your way. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, kind of COVID for you two, obviously. Listening to your two stories, I mean, it's been it's been quite serious, just not for your livelihood, but for your families. And then there's me sitting there listening, thinking, I'm fucking lucky here. Yeah. I'm literally sitting at home doing minimal work. I'm doing you know a few little bits and bobs now and again, but I'm still getting paid. Full wage,
1: yeah. yeah I still get to train.
0: I get to train as well. I mean, if I mean that takes me on to my social media thing. I've got a little social media page. where I do a lot of my fitness stuff, and, and people can see on there. I'm still training to quite a high intensity, and I'm at home with my, with my you know my girlfriend. I'm getting paid full full wage, and i'm um, it's not hitting yeah, me too hard.
1: It's not. Yeah, it's not really. I uh, see. For me, um, I'm finding I'm finding it quite difficult to train at the moment, just due to the fact that. You know, like, nothing's going right. I, I, I always say to the, the wife and that, if if this would have been a year ago and I was in the army, I'd, I'd be in exactly the same shoes that you, Bill. You know what I mean? Feet up, I'd be loving life right now, you know? Getting paid, training twice a day. No dramas, you know? It hasn't landed that way, you know? So we've all got to pull up, pull our big boy pants up and uh, just deal with it We best we can. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's no one's fault what's happened. It's just, it's, it's your fault if you let it get worse. It's your fault if, if you end up going down a rabbit hole. It's it's your fault if you if you don't do something constructive to get out of this mess. You know, I think that's where that's where we can be held accountable.
0: I feel like that's kind of where we we've done right there. I mean, obviously, you, me, Andy, are working on something uh, in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. We've obviously, this podcast as, as itself. That's us doing something productive of our time. We're using this time yeah. now to do something which we think can be informative. You know, pretty chilled out get people yeah. listening, you know what I mean? That's it's sound for us, also just for us, I mean, if, even if no one listened to it, it's just nice for us to get together once a week, have a chat.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a, a nice 45, 50-minute, an hour chat of just fucking talking shit and uh, maybe learning a little bit, you know? It's always nice, isn't it? Exactly
0: that. I mean, future-wise, I mean, for, for me anyway, uh, obviously we've got that project we're working on, we'll keep doing this podcast. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Andy, obviously you'll be working on that, trying to reevaluate yourself, kind of as your life, and then talk to yeah, yourself, yeah. I mean... You've obviously got to wait until, especially for you, have got to wait until things start dying down before you can get clients back into your your summer house. So it's obviously just a bit of a waiting game, really, isn't it?
1: So, so what I'm what I'm struggling with is is the fact of when you know, and it's it's, it's hard for like the government to give any sort of guideline because you don't know how long it's going to last. You know, I mean, they're doing the best job that they can, and I, and I give them. I give them that, you know, they they are doing a great job, the government, but it's like everyone's at that sort of restless period now, aren't they, you know, they want to know, when is it going to stop, you know, when can I go out, when can I go to the gym, yeah, and and answers that cannot be answered, you know, questions that cannot be answered, fuck, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a mad time to be in, mad time.
0: Yes. Yeah, so guys, where do you think now, do you think it's going to rebound, do you think and now everyone's got home gyms, everyone's working from, uh, everyone's training from home, sorry, do you think that sort of the gym industry is going to come back as it was or do you think we're looking at a complete re reshape of the fitness industry
1: so again like you said this is this is this is my personal opinion I, uh, I think I want to get uh, I want it to get back to normal you know where it was sort of six months ago a year ago um, will it happen you you see a lot of these Zoom classes and and people doing like Zoom lessons quite a lot. Um, I've even done it myself. You know, I did it for a while uh, when I was out in Poland. What scares me is there's no accountability on these Zoom lessons because you, you clearly can't fully see what someone's doing on, on on a screen. You know, you might see half their body, but yet they're not doing what you've asked. You can't really critique someone without actually being there. For me. I love being a demo, you know. And if I, if I can't fully understand what someone's doing wrong, how can I expect them to fully understand what I'm doing on my video? You know, that's what I love about the sort of the fitness industry. It's very much goes hand in hand with everything that isn't COVID. You know, you need that sort of no social distance. You need to be together. You need you you need to be in front of each other. So I'm hoping that it goes back to normal because that's just what I love to do is to be in and around people. You know what I mean? Helping them out, like they help me out, you know. But do I see it? I don't see the gyms opening up till potentially next year. You know how how could how could you say you need to have social distancing, but we're going to let you go to the gym? Um, it just it just it just wouldn't work. And you only you, a society has to play to its dumbest dumbest person. You know, its society has to can only run as the slowest runner. Um, so. If you've got people that don't care about this COVID and don't want to wash their hands or don't want to like open the door and all, all certain things and that, well, it can't be. You can't push forward, you know. So I think that we're going to be stuck in this sort of loop for a while. So, yeah, home gyms are going to be massive. I don't know how you're going to give lessons from it. That's because kit and equipment becomes dangerous. like The more kit and equipment you're asking someone to use, the, the, the higher the risk factor. So not having someone there is a bit dangerous. You haven't got that push. You know, like when you're in a class-based uh, lesson and you are pushing each other, you are seeing that big, stonking, massive lad next to you and he's ripping the, uh, ripping the weights off the floor. You go a little bit harder. You push a little bit harder. Having 12 people on a camera that you can't see anybody but your trainer going, let's go, lads, let's do it. Yeah, is it going to be an incentive? Maybe not. So, yeah, I want it to go back to, but do I see it? No. I'm, and I'm done he's done mic drop anything else at that time I
0: mean I, I kind of I kind of agree with that to an extent to be honest I think we all want it to go back to normal we need it to go back to normal really for effective training but as you, as you said people are it's, it's going to be hard it's going to be, it's going to be a long time and all this time's going through people are going to get accustomed to home workouts watching Joe Wicks on YouTube um, going out and running you know and it, it's going to be hard for people to break that system and go back to how it was before I think
2: okay so the aftermath i want to copy Andy here and say this is my opinion But yeah, (laughs) um, once again, just to kind of repeat what I said earlier on in the podcast, and that is the industry is segmented into different sections. So talking about people's attitude to fitness overall, short term, short term, I think there's going to be a bit of a lull in people getting back to the gym, uh, taking up personal training, uh, basically paying for a product, etc. So this is going to be short term. The reason I believe this is because, for economic reasons, it's the same reason why, say, personal training and gyms, believe it or not, don't actually see a spike at, well, post-New Year's, which a lot of people assume it does. And that's because it's just post-Christmas, people don't really have money, etc. However, following on from that, it's usually February and March that we see the spike. So I think in regards to COVID, it'll be like a similar kind of thing. Is once the lockdowns are seriously eased, etc., and we no longer under a heavy threat, then I, I don't, I, I don't see people, you know, paying for gyms or paying for a personal training session or going to CrossFit boxes or pretty much anything anytime soon. However, long term, what I'm hoping this does is it makes people realise how important. Their health is so you know I'm hoping that because at the end of the day it, I have seen quite a lot more people than I usually would when there isn't a lockdown on their bikes, out running, out walking with their families, out walking around the yeah. park, and I'm hoping yeah, that right. crosses over and people still keep these habits in the long term. So once the, everything's kind of settled down post COVID, so not in the early early months of everything kind of like settling down, but long term after say you know year. 2022 hopefully people still remember do you know what i was i I felt pretty fucking good after i took up walking during the lockdown or i took up cycling i'm going to maintain that so in the long run i'm hoping people maintain the fitness habits they've picked up during the lockdown but short term i think it's going to take a bit while for it to financially recover the fitness industry that is I think that's a really
0: good point to to sort of we're going up to an hour now so that's a really good point to finish on I think we had two sort of both of you gave different (coughs) points sorry mate I just want to say one more thing as well
2: and this kind of goes with the Joe Wicks thing so I don't really want to defend Joe Wicks because I don't really like him that much (laughs) but (laughs) basically it's one of those things as well where so for sportsmen and people that have specific job roles such as firefighters police, military it's a very different scenario where we need to do specific things in regards to our fitness. However, exercise in general, when it comes to quality of life and improving health markers, etc., it's kind of like medicine. It works on like a, a, a dosage. The response you receive is, you know, it depends on what the dose is. So if people go off the sofa and just dancing around and it's just like people that have never really exercised in the past anyway.
0: Paracetamol.
2: Then, you know, yeah. Then, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, um, in regards to people, you know, such as us, it is, or well, you know, people that rep- that special populations that require specialist training, then yeah, obviously, if you want to dance around and get off the sofa, fair enough, something is better than nothing. But yeah, obviously, they need to focus their attention to other things, other places, other people.
0: Cheers for that, guys. Um, yeah, I agree with some points there. It's really good points. I mean, hopefully, uh, everyone who listens enjoyed the first episode. I mean, it's it's the first one, so it was probably it's probably incredible. It's-
1: it's, um. it's been a bit doom and gloom, I'm not going to lie. It's um, been a bit, 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 bit sombre, isn't
0: it? It's been a bit, been a bit, bit down. Dance. I mean, that's just the way the world is isn't it, at the moment, isn't
1: it? So. so, yeah, I'd like to add that um, it won't be like this every week, guys.
2: <laughs> to be fair, it's subjective. It's a yeah. bit It's a bit subjective, the title. So when we say chat shit, we don't mean really oh, we're just going to chat shit. It's like everything is shit and we're chatting about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. Everything take
0: is it fun. if you want. I mean, if that's how you want to take it, take it like that. So, yeah, if you've got if you've got this far, thanks, uh Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, no, uh, yeah, smash an effort, man.
0: Back, um, back next week, sort of uh, same day, same time. Uh, we'll be talking about fitness trackers next week. Sort of, what are they? You no, know, who needs them? I'm why gonna, would you need them?
2: I'm going to set a reminder on my fitness tracker right now.
0: We'll we'll, we'll, we'll give you uh, all the information you need, um, and we'll also tell you if they give you cancer as well. That's been a big that's been a big topic apparently. So,
1: I'm going to I'm going to wear mine for next week. I'm going to sit in my
2: pants and wear my fitness tracker. That's how you get cancer.
0: And on that note, we'll uh, we'll, uh, see you next week.
2: That's definitely getting cut out, isn't it, Bill? Stay safe, (laughs) everyone.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to our first ever episode. Hopefully we get better over time. If you do have any feedback, good or bad, just throw it our way. If you did enjoy it, though, please don't forget to subscribe to the pod wherever you listen, and we will see you next week, same time, same place, for an episode into the brilliant or terrible world of fitness trackers. See you soon.